Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful day to podcast. Kelsey, so good to see you again virtually. Uh, I just saw you in person live, and now it is virtual, and it's sad. It is sad. It was great, though, when we were in person. It was great. True. It's still good to see you. We we also could not have. Yeah. Although, let me me tell you, if we would have watched this one in person, (laughs) you would have had seen me having a lot of reactions. Yeah. This one's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this one. Also, I did not tell Carmen before that this is a three-part episode. I told him after, so... (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. Although I, mean, I was, yeah, uh, actually, I I feel like I remember you saying it's a two it's a two part episode, but knowing that this is going to be a three part roller coaster is like what? So we'll make, well, it's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, this is a three parter, and then I think twenty and twenty one are is a two parter, and then like twenty three and twenty four is two parts. So this season is just like. There's a lot of, because we already had six days, part one and part two. So They're like, how many cliffhangers can we put into one season? Truly, this this season is wild. Um, what do you say we get into it? Uh, I say, let's. I say, no, fuck oh. this show. We're done. Oh, um, oh, wait, actually, of, hold on. Yeah, I was going to say, um, <laughs> so thanks everyone for sharing and everything because we're definitely getting more new listeners and more new subscribers and we really appreciate it and so we want to thank everybody um and we do have a new review that someone kindly left us on the itunes so we're going to shout that friend out friend platypus boy while i'm while i'm pulling that up do you want to tell people how they should like and subscribe and and leave reviews and all that stuff and all of our socials yeah, so you can like and su- well, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, so that you get the automatic downloads and um, notifications when we upload our new episodes on Thursdays. And uh, you can find us on Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod, at Carmen.Gabriel.Official, and at Chaotically Kelsey. You can message us on there as long as you don't message Carmen with spoilers. And um, you can email us if you feel called to do so at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. And that would all be delightfully great and wonderful. And if you also have a minute, you can also leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to our little voices into your little ears. Yes. Uh, so before I shout out uh, Platypus Boy, uh, want to shout out. The last uh, the last week, uh, we've been getting a lot of listeners in the Czech Republic. Um, Czech Republic is number two in streams, only behind the United States for the last week. Uh, with in third place the UK shout out, and then number four is Canada, and then routing out our top five is Belgium, uh, making making a rare top ten appearance is Belgium and Singapore. So really appreciate uh, getting 
some more international streams. We really can't do this without you guys. So keep telling your friends, tell your families, uh, tell your kids, tell your tell your wives, tell your husbands, tell everyone. Uh, we're here and we're gray and uh, have no fear. But uh, anyways. Shout out to Platypus Boy with an OI. Uh, gave us a five star review on iTunes. Been looking for a good Grays podcast for a while now, and this one definitely does the job. It's super fun to listen to, and the hosts are amazing. That's us. That's us, Kelsey. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Platypus Boy. Boy. So that's all yes. I got. Thank you, friends. We appreciate all of you. And now we will talk about Grays Anatomy. The yes. reason that you're probably here, and if that's not the reason, then I'm sorry to disappoint, because that's what we're going to do. Um, okay. Um, this is the 15th episode of the third season, the 51st episode overall, and it is called Walk on Water. Take it away, Carmen. Yes, Walk on Water is a song by Aerosmith. Uh, if you haven't heard of Aerosmith, you're living under a rock. They're basically one of the largest rock bands of all time. But uh, there rock was another song. Coaster. Rock and Roller Coaster. Good one. Um, what, what do they count from? Five? Five! Four! Yeah! Two! Do you think he just has like so much vocal damage? Because it sounds like he has a lot of vocal damage. And he did all of the drugs. Like so much cocaine. Like every single drug he used on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe at, at a certain point, though, like who knows? Who knows what these guys, some of these guys are just freaks of nature and they can do whatever they want to their bodies and their their vocals and it'll all be fine. But anyways, uh, Aerosmith did the song not to be confused with Walk on Water by 30 Seconds to Mars, uh, which is front manned by Kelsey's favorite person, Jared Leto. Um <laughs> uh just kidding she we're not we're not, i mean i'm not gonna say if you're a fan then you're not allowed to be here i'm but, not uh i like i like 30 seconds to mars i do not oh, like yeah. jared leto yeah i don't as, mind the the songs the music yeah i mind the artist that's fair sometimes you have um, to separate the art from the artist yeah sometimes unless you're kanye uh just don't be it's racist you could you could be a scumbag just don't be racist and i think that's the difference but <laughs> jared leto's a scumbag um <laughs> Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. But he's not a piece of shit. And there's there, there's, a, there's a fine line. He's a piece of garbage, <laughs> but he ain't a piece of shit. Still a piece of garbage. Still a piece of garbage. So good. Anyways, Aerosmith. Uh, so this song, uh, Walk on Water, was released part of the Big Ones compilation album, which was released on November 1st, Marlo's birthday, 1994. And it was a... Uh, featuring 12 of the hits from the three previous multi-platinum albums, which included Permanent Vacation, Pump, and Get a Grip. Uh, now, here's the thing. This song, Walk on Water, was actually previously unreleased. So this song was written to be released with the rest of this compilation album, uh, which I thought was very interesting, and I, I always forget that there are... Uh, Albums that release with some of these unreleased tracks because it's I feel like that's a newer thing to do with like iTunes. You have to like download the whole album to get like the secret track. But uh, that's something that uh, the rock and roll bands in the 60s, 70s and 80s all did. So here's to you. 
honorable mentions for the chart positions. Uh, it reached as high as number five on the Billboard 200, number seven on the UK Albums Chart. Uh, honorable mentions to the Danish Albums Chart reached number one. And then uh, it reached uh, in 1995, which was uh, a year-end chart performance. It was uh, it ended at number 24 on the U.S. Billboard 200. So um, looking at the song itself, uh, I did not like it. I was not a huge fan. Um, but it, this, looking at it in retrospect, the song makes sense, Walk on Water, because this is all about a ferry boat uh, <laughs> and water and people dying, and it's just pretty fucking wild. So that's all I got. Uh, Kelsey, back to you, my friend. Here I am. Carmen, thank you so much for educating me musically. Okay. Sorry, my microphone is like, Maybe gonna fall off the table. Who's who's to say? Okay. Do you want to like take so, a second? You know, tight, tighten nope. that sucker up. Okay. Nope. Sure don't. Winging um, it. <laughs> living on the edge. Um, this episode, was which is an Aerosmith song. Yes. Um, this episode was written by Shonda Rhimes, and she likes to write those big, those big guys. And this is for sure a big guy. So I was not surprised to see that she wrote this one. Um, it was directed by our good friend Rob Corn. Just a lump with knobs. Uh, Friday. It's got the juice. I said Friday. I meant February. It aired February 8th, 2007. Um, 25.2 million views. And now we shall read the Netflix synopsis. Wait, can um, I guess what it says? Can I guess what yeah, it says? Please do. Okay. Christina and Burke have a falling out over a decision. A fairy, which Derek loves, is in trouble. Izzy sees a man under a car. End scene. Okay. The legitimate full Netflix synopsis is this. A ferry boat accident on triage training day tests the interns. Hmm. That's it. That's the whole thing. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, great job, Netflix. You, I guess you hit the big one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. That's, they did it. They wrote that. Someone wrote it. I don't know who wrote it. Um, okay. Well, let's. Oh, also, I wanted to. Um, I read that this episode was one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive, to shoot because there's so many extras. There's a lot of green screen and they shot this like not on in studio. They shot it at like a racetrack. Um, so it was just a very, very expensive episode. So And they had to sink to a ferry do. ship. Well, they didn't sink it. They just set it on fire. But also that was fake. Wow. It looked real to me. It was real in my heart. It was real fake. Fake real. Real fake, fake real. Okay. Like uh like uh like country crock butter. It's fake real. Yeah. But it's I real only, good. I only use real butter because I love butter too much mm. to sacrifice that. Carry gold or nothing. If if the butter was more easily spreadable, then I think it'd be fine. I don't care. That's fair. I will Just eat it. Eat cold hard butter for the taste rather than that spreadable garbage. 
Give me that spreadable garbage. Gross. You also don't like Miracle Whip, so you don't know what you're talking about. That's because Miracle Whip is Miracle Whip is trash. Regular true mayonnaise is the real fucking deal. Can you not can you not pick violence today? Just because I saw you two days ago doesn't mean you can just yell at me. First of all, you're the one yelling. And second of all, you're wrong. Miracle Whip is good. Mayonnaise is also good. I like both. If you like Miracle Whip I over do. mayonnaise, let us know and then block us because we'll never talk to Don't you again. Don't block us. I will continue to converse with you at length about all the delicious ways we can use Miracle Whip in our everyday lives. You know those memes where it's like, how to eat avocados, and they throw it in the garbage can? That's how you yeah. eat Miracle Whip. How to eat Miracle Whip. Open the lid, throw it in the trash. Keep the lid. I don't know for what, but keep it. That's so wasteful. Why would you All right, let's talk about this show. Let's, let's, let's I saw this, this tweet. I saw this tweet that said <laughs> podcasters will be like 40 minutes in. All right, let's get right down to it. <laughs> and i was like i feel called out yeah okay it's i have a story about that actually let me take you down memory lane here it all started when i was five years old what if we talked about Grey's anatomy <laughs> it's a great idea if that's a great here, idea this is, this is pretty standard and if you're old here thanks for coming around because we are dumb okay so the recap imagine listening to the first episode <laughs> of all time and then listening to this episode <laughs> the journey <laughs> you, you missed the journey guys it's an evolution all right it's all right delightful. i'm not gonna say anything take us take it away recap okay Burke so actually Christina. one more oh, thing god i'm gonna kill you <laughs> okay also i hope you never die because people will use this audio to like put me in court and say that i'm the one that killed you because i say that's a lot because that I'm you gonna did kill you. you did kill me if you if chance. i ever go disappear if i ever disappear it's for sure either kelsey or jessica probably both of us together realistically all right recap okay. recap i'm very excited about this recap burke and christina are engaged george and callie are married Alex and Addison are looking at each other. Richard and Adele are getting divorced. And yet Ellis and Meredith yelled at each other. That's the recap. That's great. Perfect. You okay. happened to me. Yes. I was like, excuse me, what have I done? Okay. Meredith is in the tub. Kind of drowning herself, maybe. I don't know. It's weird. What did you think she was drowning herself or just being underwater? I, I think that she was just being underwater, but... Derek is like she a little seems, bit overreacting. Yeah, Derek is for sure overreacting. It's like that scene where, you know, like a typical uh, teenage trope where they're like, I just need to go to the bathtub. And they just like open their mouth and then yell and they scream underwater. That's like kind yes. of what Meredith, Meredith was yes. doing, except the screaming part. But that whole house just had a lot of vibes. Izzy was emo. Meredith yeah. was emo. Derek was totally aloof and un not understanding. Uh, yeah. It was just weird, and I and I didn't really understand fully why all of these people were so full, like so raw emotionally. Like, what terrible has happened to you? Other than well, Izzy was a dick to Callie. Okay, so okay, hold on, let me get through this first part, and then we'll we'll break it down. Um, okay, so she goes under the water. Derek pulls her out. They're arguing about it. He's like, that's not what a bath looks like. Your mom was lucid and she said all these terrible things. And now you're trying to drown yourself in the bathtub and you won't want to talk about it, blah, blah. And she's mad because she doesn't want to talk about it. 
and she's like, well, she's not lucid anymore and everything's normal again. So like, it's fine. Ella, she's having surgery today. Um, blah, 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 all this stuff. And she keeps trying to get him to drop it. And he's like, won't drop it. And she's like, I don't understand why you're always here all the time saying things to me. Like you have your own house. And now I have to be honest. When like Derek says, this is the happily ever after part when the guy is always around saying things. I actually, and this is a big deal. This is a big moment. Everyone write this down. I agree with Derek on this. She's literally saying like, why are you being my boyfriend? She's like, why are you here talking to me? Well, Meredith. So are you trying to say that you're you team <laughs> Derek in this exact scenario? Just in this argument, because I, I, it really sounds like to me, she's truly like, why are you trying to be in a relationship with me? Cause like, and obviously we see later when he's talking to Burke, like he feels that Meredith is upset about something and he doesn't necessarily know what it is. And I think he is right to assume that it's everything that happened with Ellis. But also I think it's deeper than that because he doesn't necessarily, I don't think that she told him everything that Ellis said to her in the last episode. Um, so I think what she is doing is letting what Ellis said get to her and basically thinking like, this man is keeping me from being extraordinary because that's essentially what Ellis told her, right? You're, you have love in your life, so you can't focus absolutely every ounce of your energy on being a surgeon. So you're not a good surgeon, which is not true. Um, people can have both, but I think she's kind and of she even said in the last episode, her. and she even said in the last episode to Christina, she didn't try hard enough. So right. she really is. And she was coming from a place of, I'm going to yell at my daughter knowing that it's probably possible. It just wasn't possible for me and how I handled it. Yeah. Also like it's annoying because she was also in love with someone who was a surgeon, like, and she's like, could have been with Richard and things probably would have been very different. But anyways, maybe I think the issue is, um, yeah, it's just like, I think that, the Derek aspect of what Ellis said to her is like, she's letting it kind of get to her on the inside and just like eat her, like eat at her subconscious and be like, it's not, he's ruining you. You're not good because of him, all this stuff. But that's like my theory. Um, and I doubt she's told him that to the full extent, what Ellis said. Um, so, but yeah, I basically think that her telling Derek to like not be, her boyfriend is weird. Um, now the Izzy thing where she says, Oh, I ate everything out of the fridge, including a tub of butter. Don't judge. So I won't judge you or whatever. Um, I think it's, we're supposed to assume that she's emo because George moved out since he's married because the only Which other assumption is, is like, Oh, I'm sad about Denny again. Well, which is yeah. fine. She could be. My my only thought in that moment was maybe the clinic was still sucking, but like you get there and it's pretty hopping. It's even I feel like it started to get people towards the end of last episode, anyways. Yeah. But um, it was just the time in between last episode and this episode didn't really fit the vibe that I was getting in the house. Yeah. Like. Other than George moving out, I really don't know what her issue would be or, and 
I just like him being married. I don't know. But even, okay, so your best friend moves out and gets married, but then she says that line of, I don't even know what I believe in anymore. Yeah. What, 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 why, what? Yeah, I don't like, get it. Did we miss a pl- an entire plot? Like, was there a plot in another episode that was like cut out? And we just, like, there was a mini, know. a mini episode that we never yeah, saw. Truly. Like it, it was, that part was definitely weird. And then Meredith's like, I feel like I'm disappearing. What does that mean? Like, I don't understand. I do. I feel truly like we missed something (laughs) and I don't know what it is and I don't know how to find it. (laughs) I don't think Uh, we missed anything. I think that this. And so Shonda wrote this episode, everything else after the, 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 the suspense of Weber coming in and like, Hey guys, Shit's going down. Don't know what. You're going to get picked up and it's going to be fucking nuts. Everything else after that point is great writing. But the first part of this episode leading up to like setting the mood of the emotional and mental state of these interns and and everyone, it just it, it didn't seem like good writing to me. It seemed very forced. Yeah. And like, I'll be honest, like going forward with like the hindsight with no spoilers of like what is to come. I feel like I kind of see maybe what they were trying to set up, but even still, I feel like it's a stretch. So I don't know. It's just strange. And not Dr. Strange. Although I think he was working that day. Who's to say this is a while ago. So who knows? Didn't Dr. Strange come out in like the seventies or sixties? Oh no. It came out for sure only in the 2000s and never before in any other media form. <laughs> Doctor oh. Strange uh, and his fight against Dormammu was the first time we ever saw Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the only time. And that's in, the any only cinem- in any universe, cinematic or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Christina and Burke are at the hospital and she's like, I need to like, don't tell anybody. Like, just let me tell my people first and then we can tell everybody like it's fine. And, um, she says that she's going to tell them today. And he's like annoyed, but whatever. Uh, uh, Addison and Richard are, in, <laughs> this is so good. Addison and Richard are in the elevator and Derek gets in and is like, what's going on? And Addison is like, leave him be. This scene is so good. It's so funny. I love everyone involved. Um, and then um, Sloan and Bert get in and they're like, what happened to your hair? And <laughs> says, leave them, leave him be. And then um, he says something about like, oh, you dyed your hair, but why? And he says, men who have gray hair are noticed less than men who don't. <laughs> and then Burke goes, by the ladies? <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Sloan about loses his damn mind. <laughs> And then Addison like pulls all three of them together and hits them with her newspaper. And she says that he's lonely and they can't judge him because he quote lit because they quote live with Christina dates the perfect 12 year old man whore, which is delightful. And she's like, leave him be if he wants to dye his hair for the ladies. Yeah, it was the thing I like about that scene. And it's it's the thing that I hate in normal circumstances. But I think it's hilarious in the scene because she's for sure talking in an audible enough voice that Weber hears exactly what she's saying. I was like, they're in a small space. 
They're in an elevator. There's five of them in that elevator. Or there's, yeah, yeah. five of them in that elevator. Uh, also, it took me a while to actually realize. I was like, man, he does look different. But I didn't realize that he had dyed his hair. Like, it didn't click to me yeah. until they physically said that he dyed his hair. Uh, but it's funny that even when Weber was like, oh, it, yeah, I recognize the ladies, blah, blah, blah. And then Mark says his stupid shit. And then Derek still is like, but why? <laughs> It's funny. It's just a good scene. It it was a scene, a rare scene where I didn't actually hate Mark. Yeah, it was good, definitely. Um. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So Bailey and Callie are in the clinic and they're setting up for something or another. And Callie is like, you know, it's hard. Like we have to set these boundaries because I'm his wife and his boss, and like. At work, I'm giving him orders and in bed, he's giving me and Bailey gets real mad. And she's like, I cannot, I cannot think about your sex life ever. Please stop talking about it. Well, she says, I do not have the mental capacity for today. And then she's like, ever, ever. In fact, like she had to, she had to clarify as if not just today, yeah, not she's just like, today, oh, but also, for always. Never, ever. Please, God. Um, and then there- Sydney shows back up. <laughs> which i was excited i was like oh my gosh sydney oh yeah. you're not olivia but you're great still mm-hmm. um i i want you to know that i'm starting to think that callie is a really good actress um they are an incredible actor for sure and i love yes sorry they, yes callie, thank you seeing callie's character get utilized more in the show um especially like like obviously with Addison, like we've talked about that dynamic. That's great. But also everyone with Bailey is good. But like when you give someone like with Bailey, someone who is also sassy, cause like Bailey's sassy. Um, when you like find um, a character who can like match that, it's like, it's very fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I think with, with Callie, obviously she holds her own with George mm-hmm. and then she has some good emotional scenes with Meredith where they're opening up to each other. And then there's the scene with Christina where she's like, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. We're not friends. And then there's some good scenes with uh, her and Bailey multiple times where she's giving like, you know, and then I think about the Derek scene where she stares him down. Yeah. And then, uh, and then her with Addison is really great. The, uh, I kissed Karev. And then she goes, what did she say? Uh, I married uh, the help, married the help. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, she's really, I think, or they, they're really an awesome, uh, actor. They, their acting mm-hmm. skills are really great, but Callie as a character, I've really started to really appreciate her and, and like her as, as a character in the show. Yeah. It makes me almost not want them to break up. You think they will? I still think they're going to end up bro- broken up. Okay. I forgot what your prediction was last week because a lot of things have happened since since then. I don't even remember what I said last week. You need to, you need to start writing these down. <laughs> I know I do. I was like trying to listen to the end of it, but I like got distracted and I couldn't find it. And it was it was I was trying to parent. It was fun times. Um, okay, so yes. Also, I wanted to note that Sarah Ramirez has a Tony, at least one, possibly two Tonys, from being in. Bam a lot, I believe, on Broadway. I think that's the show that they were in that they got a Tony for. Um, anyways, very talented, 
very good, very good vocalist. Um, okay, so they okay, so then Sydney's there being super passive aggressive. Like she's being so passive aggressive to Dr. Bailey about the clinic and like chief residency. And um, do they talk about chief residency at all in Scrubs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, uh, I couldn't remember though. I I think uh JD and Elliot both get co-chief residents and Dr. Cox doesn't tell them. He says that Elliot got it and then JD has this gigantic meltdown and he's like, Shut up, you're being a bitch. You're co-chief <laughs> residents. Congratulations. <laughs> it's just great. It's awesome. Um, okay, so she's like says something about Dr. Bailey being cute, and <laughs> Bailey goes, I'm not cute which I love. Um, and then they're doing, uh, Oh, Meredith is like filling out paperwork for Alice's surgery, but then doesn't go and talk to Alice. She just goes to the pit to do whatever it is they're doing. Oh no, it goes to the locker room because this is where Christina is like trying to like work up the nerve to tell Meredith that they're engaged. And she just keeps like staring punking out she sucks she's so afraid but she's like hiding behind the locker and it's very funny and every time meredith is like what do you want she's like buying nothing god but then just starts staring at her again it's really a very funny scene it's very funny and like the attitude on meredith is um, way more aggressive than normal it's definitely um a switch than what you normally see with the two of them because christina is normally the aggressively um snarky one and then meredith definitely is taking that title in this episode for sure um so then they're go they're doing their practice like triage drills in the er in the clinic and um izzy is like accidentally kills sydney because she doesn't i don't know she sends her home and she gets sepsis or something i don't remember she didn't diagnose the puncture wound correctly yes um which you have to do or people will get sepsis and die apparently um okay so george is oh yeah they're all there and george like has that camera for some reason and takes a picture of Callie and then Callie has to scold him and it's like really awkward. I mean, I think she, I feel like she does a good job of firm, but not annoyed, which is hard. Definitely with your significant other, I feel like in that position. I um, thought it was funny because he, she was like, you don't get to embarrass me in front of my peers. We're basically not even married right now. You need to shut the fuck up and stop being a punk yeah. bitch. And Bailey's just like, go put that shit away, George. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, can you okay. just be a doctor? Um, so then th- that's when Dr. Weber comes in and says there's been a mass casual mass casualty event. And they all have to go to the scene and help. And they're like, what is it? And he's like, oh, fucking no, just go. God damn. Stop asking so many questions. Damn, you I have black hair now. I cannot handle this shit. Fuck. You're about to give me this gray hair back real <laughs> Truly. quick. Truly. <laughs> Truly. Um, so Christina again is like, Oh, I have news. And Meredith is like, really like claws out. She says, I hope you're not pregnant again. Cause I can't deal with the extra bitchiness. Like, okay, Jesus Christ. Why don't you wait a second? Spoken like a true person who has a lot of bitchiness going on. Right <laughs> I mean, honestly, like 
just you know it's not not, like my thought is i'm just like damn bitch what if she was pregnant again you just said that to her yeah and what if she was happy about it what if she's like yeah exciting news we're pregnant exactly it's not the vibe um okay but yeah so then meredith is all mean about it again so christina doesn't tell her and they go to get to the ambulance and the um the paramedic is like, oh, we're hauling all of this stuff so we don't have room for everybody. Someone has to stay. So Dr. Bailey tells Christina to stay and, like, help Dr. Weber and um, work at, the like, the people that arrive at the hospital. Um, and then, like, right when they're going to leave, Meredith's like, oh, what were you going to tell me? And Christina's like, oh, forget about it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm pregnant. Um, which which is fair because you don't want to like be like, I'm engaged. Bye. Have fun at your emergency. Um, so then the problem, the problem with ahead. that though, is that they don't know what they're going into. This could be something that, that kills Meredith. Well, I mean, and Meredith, I mean, and, and she could die with the cliffhanger that we have. She could be dead. We don't know. That's true. She could be dead. If um, I didn't know that Ellen Pompeo was in the show still today, I would think she was dead. I'd say my prediction is she's a goner. She's dead. Um, that's so I'm so sorry. You know, one day I even had extra caffeine today and it clearly didn't matter. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I understand what you're saying, but I also feel like the thought process is they're probably like, they wouldn't be sent into a place that wasn't, like secured as safe for them to go in yet. If that makes sense. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, Meredith just puts herself in these situations. She stuck her hand right in that bomb guy. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. She'll find a way. She's dumb. She'll find a way to put herself in bombs risk. Yeah, exactly. She's not. My gosh. Calm down. Sorry. It's fucking (laughs) late here. I know. There was a time change and I was in the wrong time zone for the time change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, Really? It's my fault. We're recording an hour and a half later than we should have. It's fine. I mean, I don't love it, but it's fine (laughs) because we have to do it. So the Um, people are demanding it. It's true. And we appreciate the demand. I'll be honest. Uh, okay, so um, blah, 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 blah. on the way, Dr. Bailey is like going over the triage protocols with them. And they're like, oh, you have these tags and this is how you do it, blah, blah, blah. And so they're all just like going through their little refresher. Um, and then they they still haven't been told what it is they're getting there for. They arrive, they get out of the ambulance and they see there's just like people everywhere. The ferry boat's on fire, screaming, crying, like blood everywhere. Clearly already people like who have been declared dead because they're like under sheets. It's just like pure and utter chaos. And then we get the title card at 12 and a half minutes, which might be the longest intro ever. I feel like we may have seen one that was 13, but I think 12 and a half. That's for sure. Like top three of the longest, like before we got a title card. Yeah, it was uh, it was a long time in. And I'm glad it felt it felt like the good amount of time. Like they they let it up and there's a lot that happens in the next 20 seven 30 minutes or whatever it is, uh, that happens. But originally 
They didn't say that a cargo ship clipped the ferry. It's just you see the ferry on fire. Yeah. And at, yeah. And at this point, my knee-jerk reaction was there was an explosion. I thought mm-hmm. maybe a terrorist attack. Um, but uh, Or it could have been a gas line that, that exploded or something. But Because uh, it's docked at this point. So I just assumed that yeah. th- something happened while it was do- at that dock. But, I see. Uh, yeah. So really wild. Really wild. Yeah, it's true, true chaos. I mean, and in somewhere like Seattle, where you have to take a ferry boat to access a lot of things, and it's like a standard mode of travel and like probably a pretty normal part of a lot of people's um, commutes in the morning, um, it makes sense as to why there are so many casualties and injuries. So it'd be like if a Metra ran off the tracks. Yeah. Or so many commuters. Like, there was just like so much. It's just like a when there's like forty eight car pileups on the interstate. It's very unsettling. Uh, okay. So, okay, lots of commotion. They're like trying to ask Doctor Bailey what to do, and she's like, "We, I cannot hold your hand through this. Just go help people. Like, just go be doctors. Like, find someone that needs help and fucking help them." That is why we're here. We're not doing this as a team. Just go. Um, and I think, you know, I'm sure it's intimidating, but I think ultimately they all do a pretty good job of just going out and like finding some people and figuring out what it is they need to do. Um, so that's when they say like, oh, it was a fog bank and a container ship clipped the ferry. Confusion on my end as to why that means there's fire, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's reasons. Boats have gas. There's cars on the boats. The cars have gas. Who knows? Could be a a multitude of things. Who's to say? Not me. Uh, Not only are we not doctors, but we're not uh, experts in boat on boat incidents. (laughs) Boat on boat accidents. Yeah. Boat on boat crime. We're not, we're not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So yeah. I mean, definitely, I still think you could have all those injuries, but I think, I guess they probably have to do it this way because otherwise it's just, everyone's just drowning. And then like, you can't just be like, oh, the ferry boat's sinking because then everyone's just drowning. Like there's not a bunch of all these other injuries. <laughs> there's only drowning. Um, so Meredith sees the little girl who's crying and realizes she like doesn't know where her adult is. So she goes to talk to her. Um, and try and like help her find whoever she was with. Um, then we're back at the hospital and Derek is talking to Burke and he's like, yeah, this is what happened. Like, I think there's something wrong with Meredith. She says she's fine, but she won't talk to me. And then she like kind of tried to drown herself in the bathtub maybe, but like, I don't really know all this stuff. And he's just like going on and on. And Burke's like, you're confiding in me. He's like, yes. (laughs) And then he goes, Okay, Christina and I are engaged. Um, So I feel like I understand that Christina asked him not to do this, and that is bad. But I also think it is a nice moment between the two of them where Burke is like, look at that, he's confiding in me. I would like to also confide in him. We are friends. And I want this moment to tell my friend this good thing that has happened in my life. Yeah, it's also worth noting too, and I think we we glossed over this part, but when they were talking about it earlier and Christina was like, just don't tell anyone and tell... I tell Meredith and Burke was basically like, well, I want to tell my friends. And she's like, what friends? And Burke yeah. was like, 
uh, Derek. <laughs> like uh, the one friend that I have, yeah, my singular that it, friend. That it took me like a season and a half to actually admit my friendship for him. Yeah, because I like to harass him and tell him I don't like him. But that's yeah. kind of like our friendship, so I guess it's yeah. fair. Except there wasn't a point where you blamed me for your career being over or some shit. Not to your face. Yeah, to right <laughs> to a, right to my butt. <laughs> to Jessica's face. Um, but it was a nice scene. I thought it was maybe a little bit poor timing because Derek's news is like sad and yeah. Burke's news is like happy. It just seemed like a bit of a slap in the face, but it's, it is still cute for them together the, the, because it, it sh- I think it shows a little bit more about their relationship. He's like, I'm just so happy to actually have someone that I could talk to. So I need to share you this news, even if your news sucks. Yeah. Also, I did skip over the front end of the conversation, which is Derek doing his whole like, I'm so sad about this ferry boat being crashed because I love ferry boats. Because that's like his whole fucking personality is loving ferry boats. Um, and his airstream. That <laughs> airstream. Um, and then, okay, so then Mark like overhears this conversation. He's like, oh my God, you guys are getting hitched. Like, how fun. I'm so nosy and like not your friend. Um, so then Burke is like, yeah, there's people coming. We should go. And Derek's <laughs> like, yeah, heads up. There's going to be a lot of burn victims. So like, you should go. So that's fun. I couldn't I couldn't tell in that moment if like Mark was genuinely trying to be like supportive or if he was just being like yeah. kind of saucy still in his own stupid Mark way. But I, think I felt he a little bit bad that they shot him down super quick. Happy because he wanted to have friends. So yeah. I don't necessarily think he cares, but I don't think he would have been mean about it. But I think it's his kindness has an ulterior motive. Yeah. Um, Typical Dingleberry. I know that. Gosh darned Mark Sloan. Uh, Callie runs into Sydney in the clinic and they have like a back and forth about taking the patients and Callie's like, oh, let me help. And Sydney's like, no. And Callie's like, okay, fine. Have fun with your fucking tummy ache, you dumb hoe. I'm going to go get a cool surgery and probably fix a girl's spine with a fish cage. (laughs) Um... Except she ran out of that surgery halfway through. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, so, yeah, it's just like a back and forth about it. So. Uh, back at the ferry scene, Izzy is grabbed by someone and he's like, oh, my friend is trapped under a car and like really needs help. Um, and she's like, well, you should find search and rescue. And he's like, no, they're like super busy. You just have to come and help him. He's going to die. And she's like, all right, I'll come. Um, and then Derek, oh, Richard tells Derek, to go to the scene because there's like a lot of head trauma. So they need more neurosurgeon neuro people there to kind of head help people. Assess. We need the head people here. They the need brains, the, brain, the brain bros, the brain bros. <laughs> sounds like yeah. a really terrible porn company where uh, all of their well. scenes are surgeon related. Who knows? Who's to say? I'm sure that exists. Truthfully. Um, Oh, so he goes and, and Richard turns to a nurse and he's like, what's the news? And Sloan fucking just turns around and is like, Meredith and Derek are on the rocks, but Burke and Yang are getting in- are engaged. And then he's like, oh, you need highlights. Your hair looks weird because you need highlights. And then Richard just stares at him and then he goes, I'm going to go save lives <laughs> and leaves. So funny. What is so good. He just needs friends. It's kind of one of those things where I'm like, you clearly don't have anyone to talk to. And you're having like word vomit every time you speak to another adult because you miss human interaction. 
because he's a dick to everyone who's he's not a woman. Not a dick to everyone who's not a woman. He was trying to be so nice about Burke. You and just said engaged. that everything that he had that done that he had done that's nice has an ulterior motive. You just said mean, that. That doesn't mean it wasn't nice. That's, that means he it's selfishly motivated. That doesn't mean it's not nice. It's like when people give money to charities just for the tax write-off. It's still good that the charity is getting the money, but they didn't do it because they're altruistic. They did it because they're greedy bastards. I give money to charities and don't claim it on my taxes because I'm altruistic. And I wouldn't also, even brag about that on a podcast. The receipts. I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> because I have no receipts. I've never had a receipt a day in my life. I keep I keep the receipts for anything I want to return, which is everything. Uh, I should return everything. Look at this TV. Return this. Look at this TV stand. Return this. Look at this couch. Return this. Return it all. <laughs> Look at this best friend. Return it. Return. No receipts on me, bitch. Mm. Wouldn't get much burnt anyways. That's probably accurate. Um, okay. So <laughs> everything's going We're really just gonna good. gloss over that one. Yep. Um, okay, Alex is at the crash and sees a body like down off of like I don't know what the structure that, that she's sitting on is. Um maybe like a like a lower part of the dock that was hurt in the crash. I'm not really positive, but he goes down there and search and rescue yells down. And he's like, Hey, that's not secure. You really shouldn't be down there. And he's like, well, there's somebody down here. So I'm going to fucking come down here. Um, uh, and then they, they initially think that this woman is dead. She's pregnant. Well, he even says she, he like checks the pulse. He's like, Oh yeah, she's a goner. And then yeah. comes back and then she and grabs then his leg. She like, well, she like may, she's like, and then like moves her hand and he sees that she is alive. So they get her out. Um, she is very pregnant and very um, disfigured from having a pylon on her face. Um, so that's and not fun. the kind of pylons from Starcraft to power the Protoss army structures. Pylons like in shipping terms. What's the pylon in StarCraft? Is it not? I also, I just imagined it was a pylon. No, a pylon, it's a, it's a, it's an energy source. You use it to, to power your, your, your buildings. A pylon here, I think is like an actual, like a, like, so, yeah. a, a part of a barricade of some sort. Yeah. Like, or like a, like a column type thing. Yeah. They're they're also columns in StarCraft, but they're for power sources. I don't think a pylon in our world is a power source. No, I think it's more structural and just like it's like holding up buildings. But I could be wrong. Who's to say? Okay. Who's to say? So Izzy goes with the guy and finds this other guy that's full on crushed between multiple cars. Like just just right in between. So apparently that like after this crash, these guys were like, we have to go back in and help all these people that are stuck in the cars. So that's what they were doing. They were trying to be like really like stand up citizens and like help. And then I guess something shifted and this one guy got trapped between the two cars. So that's my assumption on how we have ended up here. Um, Christina and Dr. Weber are like watching the news coverage and he tells her like, oh, we need to go get this ready, like get the trauma rooms, get chest trays, all this stuff, like get it ready. 
Um, and he's like, oh, by the way, I hear you're getting married. Like, congratulations. That's so great. And she's like, oh. Who told you? Yeah. So she's obviously not pleased. Um, George finds a woman who is like panically looking for her son. And he's like, listen, like, I understand that you're looking for your child, but you are injured and you need to get that fixed out. So, um, you let, give me this picture of your child and you go with these nice people and they will fix your face and I will find your son. Um, Izzy is trying to figure out what, what she can do because she's like, okay, you need to go get search and rescue because like this man is trapped between cars and I can only do so much. And neither of the things I can do involve getting him out from being trapped between two cars. Yeah, that um, guy for yeah. sure is going to die. He's a goner. Yeah, so uh, Derek gets there to the scene and sees Meredith and this kid. And he's like working on this patient and Meredith comes over and he's like, do you want to get married? But you haven't told me that you want to get married and that's why you're mad. And she's like, are you really like right now? This is that's when you're doing this in this moment. Like, A, no, that's not what I want. And B, like read the room there's a situation i'm busy your fucking fairy exploded also he's busy like he's also like examining a human being's brain and he's like let me just pause real quick to have a relationship crisis he did the same exact thing when he was doing burke's doctoring as well he had his stupid self-centered relationship thing that person could die from a a brain hemorrhage and they wouldn't even know because Derek was like i just need to know if my fake girlfriend actually loves me anymore or if i screwed up and she didn't tell me let's get married that's my Derek impression spot on truly i've never loved anything more uh, so then we're back <laughs> at the hospital you're that scarlet that's what your mom <laughs> says um addison tells richard that she's like oh i'm i postponed or moved all these non-emergency surgeries i'm like we're pushing through um post-ops and discharges to clear all this room on the surgical floor and richard's like oh i was gonna do that and she's like oh did you want to do it i mean you're still the chief i know you're the chief. like you can do it i was just like trying to be proactive he's like no it's fine like whatever it's like it's just a weird scene well it's at this moment that the uh viewers are led to believe that she's now the front runner for mm-hmm. i do uh, i would agree job. that is what that scene the purpose that scene is meant to serve is that she's like a standout among them because she's taking, taking this initiative and not really needing to be told that that's what should be done, but just knowing that that's what should be done. Like a queen boss. Um, and then he starts to walk away and she just is like, I dyed my hair blonde after Derek left, which I cannot imagine. And sounds terrible. I don't know. She could pull off any of it. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's not the vibe. I mean, she obviously looks great with the red hair. And she would also look great as a brunette. That's probably true. She probably would look great as any and everything, even bald. She just would always look great. I I just love love her. I just feel like her red hair suits her personality so, so much. 
and I love her so much. Um, but on that note, we will take a small break now for everybody's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Wow, an explosion. A ferry boat explosion. That was a, a cargo ship clipping, uh, clipping a ferry. Incredible sound effects this week, guys. Okay, this is a big one. All right, let's do this. How many we got? Eight. Eight. Okay, all right. Guy trapped under car. Um, yes. Girl with lost son, Christopher, that goes by Chris, who George helps with the messed up face. No. Damn it. I'm already out. Yeah. Fuck. That was a short lived one. There was so many people. But that woman is in the Gilmore Girls, um, the reboot, the really in the life. Yeah. Is that Luke Steiner's wife? No, but it is his real estate agent. Oh, I meant to say mom. I know Luke Steiner's wife is Lorelai. Yeah. Lorelai Steiner. Yeah. Uh, Okay. The Steiner girls. The the Steiner girls. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I've been eliminated. Tell me all about the living in Shondaland. Start with the crushed car guy. Okay. Rick, played by Billy Mayo, not Billy Miracle Whip. Uh, One episode (laughs) of Scandal. Classic. That was good. Um, He was in one episode of Scandal. Um, Dean Norris, who is the guy that Wait, comes... hold on. Pause. That guy who was crushed under the car, originally mm-hmm. he looked and sounded like the guy who plays Shy Baldwin in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. There was a point where I was like, that. well, look look it up. But he looks and even, even his talking voice sounds like him. Uh, but anyways, so continue. It's not him, but continue. Um, Dean Morris, who is plays Vince, which is the guy that comes and gets Izzy and is like... My friend, help. He needs help. Come quick. Who is also like a main character in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, that he is in five episodes of Scandal. I believe he's a detective. I forget, though. Um, Jeffrey Markle plays Greg, who I believe is another one of his friends, was in one episode of Scandal. Um, Danielle Kennedy who plays, quote, angry woman, who is, um, she's one, the woman in the, like, clinic at the end, who's like, this is the same list from half oh, an hour Oh, the ago. old lady? Yeah. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. So she was in an episode of How to Get Away with Murder. Paul Norwood, who is scared man number two, that also the man from the ER who's like, please, her name is Kathy Kelly, whatever. Um, he was in two episodes of scandal. Mm, there is a man named, uh, Preston James Hillier, Hyler Hillier. I'm not sure. Um, he was in two episodes of scandal and one episode of how to, of private practice. Apparently I did not write down what he is what who he played in the show so that's on me i'm not gonna look it up um and then now you're gonna love this all right kim delgado who was a search and rescue um person was in one episode of how to get away with murder and terry woodbury who played a policeman at the scene was in one episode of how to get away with murder the same episode 
It's the first wow. time. The first time it's happened. It finally happened. Wow. The two people in the same episode of Grey's were in the same episode of How to Get Away with Murder together. Season four, an episode called I Love Her. Were they were they involved with each other or were they like never in a scene together? I truly do not remember, which is kind of a bummer because I literally just did a How to Get Away with Murder like rewatch like maybe four months ago, um, like right before Bennett was born. And uh, I wish I remembered, but I did. I did check and um, I was I was excited that that finally happened. This is a monumental day. Write it down. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was a judge in that episode, and I'm not sure who the other one was, but yes. And by the judge of that, they had a great time. So, yes, that was exciting. So I made a special note of that for you specifically because you always ask. Yes, yes. Do you think they were like, they walked on the set of that show and they're like, well, Wait, the, the the fairy, the fairy, remember me? And they're like, they have that moment and they just. Yes, <laughs> probably. That's how, that's how I envision it going down. I, I surely hope so. Okay. Um, so now we're back. Uh, Christina is upset that Burke told Shepard. Obviously, like no one's surprised by that. Like, obviously she's going to be upset. She explicitly said, please don't fucking do that. And he fucking did it. Uh, and then she said, all she's going to care about is that I didn't tell her myself to which he responds. Then why didn't you, which is a sick burn and a valid question. Um, so he's just upset that she didn't tell Meredith already. He's like, Alex, that was 45 minutes ago, bitch. Yeah. He does say he's like, you were with her for so long before we got the information. Like, and it never occurred to you to tell her like, why? Um, and I understand his frustration because he's like, are you ashamed? Do you not actually want this? Like, I'm sure those are the questions going through his mind. Oh, absolutely. Um, so Alex arrives with the pregnant crush victim lady and they're going through everything. Uh, they ask a question and he doesn't know the answer. So Christina steps up obviously and knows the answer. Um, so she gets to go with the patient. Um, I thought that was oh, a little I'm bit so unfair, sorry. though. I'm so sorry. Did we skip something? I totally skipped. Yes, yeah, sorry. First, Alex is with her in the ambulance. She's super afraid, very obviously scared, like can't speak because her face has like so been crushed by this whole situation. Um, he's just doing like a, a really good job. A boat fell on her, her face. Yes. He's doing a really good job, like keeping her calm and explaining everything to her. Um, She's clearly like connecting with him and like trusting that he's going to take care of her. I'm so sorry. I totally skipped ahead. Um, the, they do the I cool to, thing while they put her on her side and it's like, yes. like saves her, saves her life. They made me do that when I was in labor because really? Bennett's heart rate dropped. Yes. And they were like, you're going to give labor on your, or you're going to give birth on your side. And I was like, Oh, and I rolled on my side and they were like, just kidding. He's fine. You can come back now. And I was like, okay, what is happening? And they're like, and we are back. <laughs> I'm probably going to do a Patreon episode, um, two Patreon episodes about each of my birthing experiences. And then I was thought we could also have a Jessica birthing experience episode as well. And a Leah one, if she wants to do it. Shout out, Leah. Shout out. Shout out. Um, because every birthing experience is wildly different, even if it's the same person, because both of mine were not similar. Um, I okay. sh I think that I should talk about my birth experience. You know, I don't think we need to hear it. 
all your naps, naps and snacks, snacks and naps. Snacks, yes. Naps, no. I was awake longer than Jessica. Oh my God, I will kill this man. Evidence! (laughs) I should stop saying that for many reasons. (laughs) Mainly because it's unkind, but also because it can be used in a court of law. Um, Okay, so Meredith is trying to find that girl's parents and like Hunt grabs um, a paramedic and is like, can you just take her over there so like someone else can find her parents? He's like, no, I'm really busy. And she's like, I don't truly give a shit. I need you to do me this solid and take this child. And he's like, fine. And then just immediately is like, stay right here. I have to go do something. Like not even a half a second. (laughs) Like literally why is this man so fucking stupid? Like you're a trained emergency response person and this is what you do in an emergency. Like really, this is how you respond. You're so dumb. Obviously you had a singular job. Um, so Bailey is going back to the hospital with people and she's like, can you keep an eye on the interns? I have to get this patient back for surgery. They're dying because everyone's dying. Um, okay, so then we get to the hospital and Alex is giving Addison the rundown on the pregnant woman and they take her to the trauma room to start treatment. But they like asked Alex a question and he didn't know the answer. So Christina answers. So she gets put on the case and he, they're like, okay, you can go. Um, and George gets that woman to the hospital and he's like, you need surgery. And she's like, I cannot go into surgery until you tell me my son is okay, which he cannot do because he doesn't know that her son is okay because he doesn't know where he is. Chris Um, is nowhere to be found. Chris, not Christopher. He prefers Chris, not Christopher. Um, and then the man under the car is not well. And Izzy is running out of things that she can do to help him. Um, so it's um it's a bummer uh he has a broken arm and she's like well i guess i'll set this because what else am i doing um and it's gross i cannot i've never broken a bone knock on wood have you broken a bone i have not other than a pinky toe but like that's it i don't really even consider that a real a real break yeah they can't do anything for it so i don't think it counts um, yes, I also haven't, but I've heard that like the setting of the, the break is like even worse than the break itself. Um, she says she's given him pain medicine. Obviously we don't know what she's had in her kit. I assume it's not going to be anything terribly strong. She's, she does have an IV set up, so I don't know who's to say not me. Cause I'm not a doctor, but how strong of medication can you really get to a person who's crunched underneath a car? Yeah, and a lo- with a lot of, like, the really heavy-duty stuff that's going to be administered through an IV, I think you're going to... You need, like, really specific dosages based on their, like, um, height and weight and all this other stuff that they probably don't really as- um, assume they're going to need in triage. Um, so, I don't know, maybe she gave him, like, some aspirin. But I hope not because it's a blood thinner and he's bleeding a lot. So, yeah, probably not, not on aspirin. <laughs> Um, so yeah, she sets his arm and it's gross and he screams a lot and, um, she makes his friend hold his hand because she's like, you think he's in pain, but he's nowhere near as, and as much as he's about to be in. So you're going to need to hold his hand. Um, so it's, it's gross. 
uh, Meredith starts treating a man from the crash who's like uh, listed on IMDb as quote unquote businessman. He's like, I have a meeting. I have to go. My leg is falling off. This this guy is the epitome of that meme where it's like, co- you know, uh, has COVID uh, or like the 100 feet of snow outside. But boss still calls and says, so what time are you coming into work? Yeah. This is the guy who would still go into work. Yeah. You swam through probably shark infested waters with a bloody limb. How you didn't get eaten by sharks makes no sense. And then you say you got to get to your meeting. You're not getting to your meeting, buddy. It's just not happening. Yeah, what a like, stupid um, what a stupid storyline for this guy. I actually feel bad for this actor. Your storyline is you just got murdered on a boat and you want to go to work. <laughs> I cannot imagine loving a job that much. <laughs> I would be no. like I would literally be like I can't wait to quit this job if I didn't have to go to work I wouldn't have even been on this stupid fucking boat. Like I would be blaming work for making me go on this boat. Yeah. I'd be like ah this is a sign I need to quit. Yeah, I'm suing. Um okay. So um Christina, wait, yeah. Oh, that kid comes back also, and Meredith is like, okay, if you're going to fucking be here, at least turn around so you're not, like, traumatized. Although she's clearly already going to be traumatized. Clearly trauma, And she's creepy. She's a creepy yeah, little girl. it's unsettling, I will say. Um, so... Ow, ow, ow. My back. Sorry, guys. My back hurts. Uh, <laughs> my back uh, hurts. My back hurts. My back hurts. <laughs> Back at the hospital, Christina wants to scrub in on the surgery. And Burke's like, I need you to cover my service and go to all these post-ops and then go to the ER. And she is not a fan. She's like, so you're saying you don't want me to scrub in. Um, There's some tension. They kind of go back and forth about it. And he's like, yes, that's what I'm saying. Go away from me. I am mad at you because you don't behave how I want you to behave in our relationship. I, Um, I truly couldn't tell if this was him using his power to get back at her in this scene or not. I feel like it kind of is if I'm being honest and I love Burke. So it pains me to say it, but I feel like that's what's happening. It's not the first time that he's done this. If that is the case, but yeah. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because this is a mass cat, a mass casualty event. And he, yeah, and he's in a spot. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. Well, I was going to say he's in a spot where he knows the quality of work she's capable of. So yeah. she's someone that he can trust to not have to be like, if you take both of their skills and put them into one surgery at a time, it seems like a waste. I see yeah. where he's coming from, but I, I couldn't, I think that he was, he meant what he said, but he said it in a way that made me believe he's just being a dick on purpose. Yeah. I was going to basically say the same thing. where like, the call he is making is a good call. It is a good utilization of the, the, what they have available and like the, how to help more people more efficiently. Um, but I agree the way he delivers that message is like, I am telling you something that you don't want because I am mad at you about this other thing that is irrelevant to our work. So yes, I agree. Basically is what I'm trying to say. Um, then uh, George is trying to find the boy and ask, he's like, Callie, he's on the phone. He's like, Callie, I need your help. And she's like, I can't help you. I'm busy. I have a patient. He's like, I have a patient too. And she's like, okay, cool. Bye. So does George in that moment truly think that his problems are bigger than Callie's? Because if so, fuck you, George, 
You're wrong. Well, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not saying yours are bigger or hers are bigger, but like, obviously there is a mass casualty event. Like everyone's problems are big right now. Like there's no like, oh, let me like delay care for your patient so that you can help me find my patient. Like I just, I can't. It's not like she's on hold waiting in line for Blink-182 or Taylor Swift tickets. Right, right. She's she's trying to save lives, which is important. Yes. Yes, it is. Also, it's crazy to think that both Taylor Swift and Blink-182 were things back in 2007. It's true. They both were. And both still are. And, and both still have announced are. tours recently. I, listen, I'll tell you what. I think I want to go see T-Swift in concert. I'm sure that show is very good. I watched a couple of both of her documentaries and I feel like the, the quality of um, like just aesthetically what's put into that show is, is insane. I can't imagine it's not worth every penny. Well, Blink-182 and Taylor Swift both have two shows in Chicago because Chicago is the greatest city in the world. Well, they both have none shows in Chattanooga, but I think they both have shows in Nashville. So, Can you imagine getting Nashville tickets for Taylor Swift? That's going to be insane. Yeah, I have to imagine that's going to be a nightmare. To yeah. try and chalk, get chalk that up to a, that's a, that's a no. Well, come on to yeah, Chicago. Unless you I wanna, win you... that on a radio contest, I'm not going to be going to that. Well, maybe that's what Callie's busy doing right now. She's trying to get those radio contests. Oh, yeah, that's what she's tickets. trying to do. She's putting on her scrub cap so she can win win a radio contest. Okay, um, then uh, Meredith needs help with this guy, but she keeps yelling for help and no one's hearing her because it's a, a very chaotic situation. And so she just is like, okay, I need this kid to help me. So she makes this little girl like go into her kit and like find tweezers. But also she has to give her a big speech about how uh, when she's scared, she doesn't like to talk about things either, which is, you know, pertinent to the other plot line that's occurring right now. Yeah. She says, actually, I like to drown myself in a bathtub and wait for my boyfriend to come save me and then tell and then him he's not saving me. Him. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, good times. Christina is like asking Alex about the scene and he's like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Um, I pulled a pylon off of somebody. She's like, there are pylons on people. Um, and she's doing that thing she does where she's bad at um like any empathy at all yeah yeah she shouldn't be as excited about this as she is um but you know on brand i think it's the uh, same scene that she makes fun of alex for balking at the uh yes she's like you're a balker you're a balker he says i was thinking and she goes well it's not my problem that thinking is such a time-consuming process for you sick burn sick it is burn. a sick burn it's a great Points. burn Points to Christina for that one. That is incredible. I love it. I'm stealing it. Um, Sydney is in the clinic trying to force feed people orange juice because she doesn't know how to help any other way. Um, so she's trying to force feed them orange juice and wheat crackers. Everyone's sad and also annoyed and scared. Because these are like the family members who are waiting to hear. These aren't, I think we're meant to assume these are not people that were on the boat they were just people who have someone who was on the boat that's my assumption anyways that is a safe assumption i would agree with that because none of them seem to have any injuries yeah. it didn't seem like any of the injured people were just in waiting areas it seemed like if you were injured you're fucking injured 
Yeah. No one, no one came out of that. Okay. It appears. Uh, except for that kid who peed on her pants. That was like her only injury. Um, and she's creepy. <laughs> she's creepy. Creepy is an injury now. <laughs> um, okay. So Izzy is still working on Rick and, um, the guy comes back and she's like, why have you come back alone? Like where the fuck is search and rescue? And he's like, they're busy. And she's like, but I gave you a red tag. And he goes, well, there's 15 red tags. So I don't know what you want me to do. They're not coming. Um, Izzy's panicking. Loki freaking out. Um, so one of the guys is like, he rescued so many people before this happened. Like he's such a good guy. He has kids. And Izzy goes, I am committed to the project. I don't need to hear about the kids, which I actually think is a really funny line in that moment. She's like, you don't have to guilt me into being a good doctor. I'm just already going to be one. Thank you so much. If these are the things that I would have needed to know up front, but like, I'm already here. It's not, I can't work faster. All right. Like if this guy dies, it's not because you just told me about his kids. Yeah. Also it truly, it's like, I'm going to save him. It's not like now that you've told me that I'll go, Oh, okay. Now I'll save him. I have been saving my saving for someone else. Oh, you mean he saved other people too? Oh fuck. Let me get the good medicine out. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Now I'll give you the morphine. I just was giving you aspirin trying to kill you. you. (laughs) But now let me help you actually. Now I'll just move this car off of you. Yeah. I've been waiting to Hulk up this whole time. Oh, fuck. That's funny. (laughs) Um, so, uh, Alex goes to see the Jane Doe and he's like, um, I can't be in your surgery, but like, I want, I want you to take care of yourself, like stay alive. I want, I'm going to see you on the other side of the surgery. So like, dude, like stay strong. And Addison's watching and she's like, good job. I have three words for this scene. Sexual good tension. Mm-hmm. guy, Alex. Yes. Sexual yes. tension. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, that's a great scene. It's just, it's one of those things, uh, scenes where, Alex is doing something completely because he wants to. It's not It's not a show, and so often it is a show with all of those interns, especially Christina and Alex, but it's just he's in there being a good guy, and this woman has said zero words to him. She cannot yeah. talk. You just They just give up close-ups on her just mangled face yeah. uh, every 30 seconds, and he's like, yeah take care of the baby. This is, this is for both of you. And yeah, yeah, just a good guy. Good guy, Alex. Yeah. He's, she has, he has the, the connection with this one for sure. Um, Dr. Bailey is like, I have to operate on this woman. And she's like, no, where's my kid? And George comes in and is like, I don't fucking know where he is. So that's going to go really great. Yeah. So that's, I guess, well, I guess, um, this is kind of the beginning of all of our cliffhangers, right? Because we have Alex talking to the Jane Doe before she goes into surgery. We have Dr. Bailey who needs to operate on this woman, but she won't let him because George doesn't know where the kid is. Then we go back to Izzy. Um, and her patient starts having a really aggressive seizure. So like, obviously that's not a good sign. Not um, when you're underneath a car. 
Yeah. So those are like the first three cliffhangers. Then before the very end, Alex goes to the clinic and is like going to try and talk and help people. But it's again, it's the same list. He's like, nope, the people didn't come in with IDs like and people are fucking unconscious and can't tell them who they can't tell us who they are. Like, what do you want us to do? So he's just kind of overwhelmed by all of these people who are desperate. Like, I'm not faulting these people. I can't imagine what I would do in that scenario. Well, then you have Sydney in the corner just punking out not being helpful yeah um not really the attitude of a chief resident there sydney sydney if that is your real name um and then the final final scene and the biggest cliffhanger is meredith finishes working on them or she like says she's finished working on the man but he starts freaking out he's like i gotta go it hurts and he's like flailing about and then he knocks meredith into the water and then he passes out creepy girl turns and walks away that's it maybe Close she needs to go to just work. water nothing else and that's it that was the episode what a crazy final 30 seconds of that yeah. i gotta get to work and then knocks over meredith and then creepy ghost girl just walks away ready to kill another person is your prediction that she's a ghost my prediction is she's the girl from the she's ring she's been dead for 86 years she is the ghost of fairy traffic place. Where, where is that? What, what lake is that? Is that like a, where's, where's, uh, what's the is lake that, there? Around? Is that a, is it a lake Seattle? or is it, oh, is it an inlet? Is, yeah. What's I, it's surrounded by water on three sides. Oh, so it's a, it's a, it's a bay. What's the Seattle. Hold on. I'm gonna look this up right now. Look it up. Fill for time. Um, Carmen's on the Google box. Googling about Seattle. If you're listening from Seattle, so sorry. We don't already know this information. We're on the other side of the country. Yeah. It just says the Seattle. What is, what is the Bay in Seattle? Elliot, Elliot Bay. So, uh, I was going to go back and I was going to do my old timey minor voice and say, that's the ghost of Elliot Bay. Why do you have an old timey minor voice? Because every time <laughs> someone in my head talks about a ghost, it's 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 that it's an old timey minor. That's the ghost that killed uh, uh, Tom Chuckett. I don't know. Like, this. is it the guy from Stinky Pete from Toy Story Two? No, Stinky Pete sounds nothing like that. Stinky Stinky Pete's got like a uh, more of like he's a calming, very deep voice. Yeah, he's got a, a I, man. Toy Story Spoilers. Two. Toy spoiler Story 2 alert. is, uh, spoiler alert, Toy Story 2 is my favorite Pixar movie ever. Yeah, we've um, already had this argument. <laughs> yeah, which uh, basically ends up with you being wrong and me being right. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, gosh, dang, man, calm down. <laughs> <sighs> Did somebody need any crumbs? Okay, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep it together. <laughs> let's rank the episode. <laughs> rank the episode, sorry. All right. You go All first. Right. Um... I'm going to give this a fellow 0.5, 4.5. Um, I may retroactively go back and rank all of these together as a whole, these three series of episodes as a whole, but mm-hmm. this standalone one. I think we should rate one, them all separately in, and then at the end also rate the arc yes. as a whole. Yeah, the arc as a whole. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the uh, the arc of the covenant as a whole. And mm-hmm. uh, But it, it, for the standalone episode, it's a 4.5 for me. Uh there's a lot of things that I really liked about this episode. Uh, the acting was really good. The suspense was good. This this is like a big thing, right? Like this is like mm-hmm. bomb quality intenseness, which I loved. 
Yeah. Uh, things I didn't love. The guy trying to get back to fucking work. What a <laughs> what a cop out storyline. Just a shit storyline. Um, what and a creepy. reason to kill somebody. Gotta get to my meeting. <laughs> Guys, your nine to five is not worth a doctor's life. All right. Capitalism yeah. is garbage. Everything is made up and money isn't real. All right. Yeah. Just don't just don't go to work. Just quit your job and live your dream. The only real That's thing is gold. Advice. Okay. Silver and gold. Silver and gold. Oh my okay. gosh. Tis the season. I know, uh, finally. My name is Yukon okay, Cornelius. You've, you've really got to stop. <laughs> it's it's just so late. <laughs> it's it's an hour later here, my friend. I know. All right. All right. Uh 4.5 good episode overall. What do you rank this? What do you rate this episode? Um it's like a 4.2 for me, I think. Like it's good. It's yeah. definitely it's definitely building up for a lot. Um I was excited for you to watch it. I will say going into this three-parter, I could not remember like where things stopped, like where the cliffhangers were. I just like remember all three at once. Um, I know I was not watching this part live because I remember the promos for this. And I remember like people at school being like, Oh my God, did you see these promos? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like something really big is going to happen. Like, Oh my, like, what do you think it's going to be? And I remember being like, I don't watch the show. I think at this time, was survivor on CBS, uh, ABC. I thought, Oh, okay. Then I, I was thought? not watching. Cause this is ABC. Because I would watch Survivor on Thursdays and then I would watch CSI. So I think maybe this was on at the same time as CSI. And I was watching CSI in real time, which I did not need to be doing because I have very high anxiety. And crime and murder shows are not good for people with anxiety. But I watched them all anyways. And they probably just made it worse. Um, anyways, but yes, I was watching CSI at this time. And this was kind of like at the the beginning of like dvrs and tivos and on demand and all that stuff so i hadn't figured that out quite yet but i definitely i think after these three somewhere along the the road after these three is when i started watching in real time so um so it's good uh yeah i really like it definitely building stuff up i think they i don't really think anyone gets overlooked i think everyone gets gets good moments in this episode um let's talk predictions Tell me what is going to happen with Meredith. She is going to get pulled out of the water by Derek and still find a reason to yell at him. <laughs> okay. Um, what is going to happen with Christina and Burke? Um, they will probably go another, th- like, I don't know what the the specific thing they're going to go through is, but there will be a, a this next two episodes. I think is going to be rough for them, only because they're not going to have a chance to actually talk through their feelings. And Christina is going to be upset until she gets to tell Meredith about mm-hmm. the engagement. Yeah. Um, what about um the creepy ghost girl? She will slay another 10 victims before they break the well that she came out of. Okay. Um, no, she, I don't, I don't, I feel oh, like maybe okay. the next, next episode we, we find out who her family is. Okay. What about Alex? 
Alex is uh, going to help Addison deliver the baby early. Okay. Um, and mm, who else are we missing? George and Callie. Oh, they're going to break up. <laughs> um, they're... <laughs> uh, they're uh she's gonna yell at him 12 more times because he's gonna do stupid shit and he's probably still he still never found a way to put the camcorder away it's still in the ambulance where he's <laughs> sitting um i think that's it really like is weber's there any not other? gonna get highlights oh, yeah. okay um is there anyone else that you want to throw in? I think it, we hit the big ones. Olivia will be back before <laughs> the next two episodes. She will be in one of the next two episodes. Okay. I love that for and us. And you know what? Also, we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Patricia. Patricia, come back, Patricia. I do miss Patricia. She's a gem. Yeah. Truly. She, she'll she be she'll do something in the next two episodes, too. Uh, Patricia and Olivia both get screen time next two episodes. That's all I got, though. <laughs> Okay, I think that's good. Um, I will say I'm pretty sure I'll double check for both the next two episodes, but I'm pretty sure Shondaland is the same for all of them because I don't think we get a lot of extra people. If we do get new extra people, I'll double check, but I know that majority of the people that were in this are in the next two. Um, so I'm not going to like repeat those, but I'll I'll double check new people if we see any, but I don't remember how many new people we're going to get. So I promise, though, if we need to do the jingle, we will do the jingle. Only if there's new people. We're not gonna yes. we're not gonna arbitrarily throw around a jingle. But the next two episodes do have their own titles, so Carmen will get to continue to do his song educations for us. Even yes. though the Shondaland will probably do the same. Beautiful. Incredible. Perfect. Perfection. Okay, uh, I think that's it. Um you can follow us on all the socials like we said at the beginning. Pod at gmail.com if you want to email us or find us on Instagram and message us with any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, feelings. If you just want to say hello, I will say hello back to you. Um, you can find our Patreon link in the episode description and also in our Linktree bio. You can give us high fives. But remember, if you're giving Carmen a high five... Don't give me a high spoiler. Don't give me a low spoiler. Give me no too slow spoilers. Don't do that. Uh, but we will see you all in the next one. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll we'll have some great, great A content for you guys next week. We'll see you all in the next one.